Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello again, and welcome to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy. I'm your host, certified sex therapist Lori Watson, author of Wanting Sex Again, and blogger at Psychology Today and WebMD. And I have with me Dr. Adam Matthews, my co-host, who's a couples therapist, psychotherapist, and president of NCAMFT. Foreplay is dedicated to helping couples keep it hot. Thanks for listening. Now on to today's topic. Lori, it's our favorite podcast that we get to do, Mailbag Time. Yeah. We got mail. We got, got mail. You got mail. I, I got, got mail. mail. You know, I've been trying to keep up. We sometimes get three plus letters a day, and we're thankful. Please don't be offended if we don't get back to you. It, it is overwhelming. We are blessed to feel your support, to feel your trust that you want to talk with us. Uh, we try to use these episodes to answer some of your questions, but we thank you. We just can't at this point now answer all the questions. And I read every single one. I just don't have time to respond to every single one at this point. Yeah. So thank you for those. And and we will try to use as many that are varied in this um, Q&A section. All right. So our first question comes... Uh, and we never use real names. Never use real names from someone we're calling Katarina. And she says, I was just listening to the podcast about the vibrator. That was a good one. Yeah. Uh, with a vibrator or even with manual stimulation, I can orgasm very quickly. But if I have an orgasm quickly before having sex, I still often find sex uncomfortable or even painful. It's like without all the time for things to warm up, my body isn't ready even post-orgasm or being on the brink of an orgasm when we start having intercourse. They do use lube, it says, um, because I know that would be one of our suggestions there. And this was a problem for her before having kids and with other partners previous to her husband. Um, Okay. So where would you start here? Okay. So first of all, let's clarify what I think she's saying. She's saying that she can have an orgasm fast but she's basically having an orgasm before she reaches full vasocongestion. So before all her tissue fills up with blood and she has sort of erectile tissue, she climaxes and she says, and then sex is painful. And so I think what happens is when you orgasm, basically the valves release and what blood is there then drains out. So she's going, she's coming into orgasm quickly not quick enough to have full vasocongestion. She orgasms, the valves open, blood drains out. And so she's essentially flaccid. And so if you think about having sex as a male, flaccid, having intercourse, it wouldn't necessarily hurt, but it wouldn't necessarily be as satisfying. And in this case, it's like her tissue didn't get ready enough. Her lubrication didn't get fully there. And it's more for a woman to be comfortable. It's more than lubrication, as she states, you know, we use lube, but it's like her body didn't get there. So I mean, even even with the vibrator and the manual stimulation, it it got there, it just got there too fast. And it wasn't long enough to go through kind of its normal cycle. And so she's not puffy and which cushions her tissue. Vasocongestion is what makes a woman, you know, full 
in her vulva with blood and it, it cushions sexual intercourse. So without that, it's like the tissues are too thin. Mm. They're, they're not cushioned enough. So I can totally imagine that sexual intercourse you know, is painful at that point. So they're, you're saying they're just, are they just going too fast? Is the solution then to just slow down? Yep. All right. Just slow it down, girl. I mean, good okay. for you, but, you know, do something else if you want to do that. Like, you know, do oral sex or something. Don't go ahead with intercourse. Because it, I think she basically indicates that she can have comfortable sex, but she can only have comfortable sex when she does it the slow way. So, I mean, you know, I, I can't help you. You got to just slow it down. You know, you, you got a gift. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you so, are unlike the other 99 women listening going, seriously, she can do it that fast? That's not fair. One of the things we didn't read, but that she mentions is that they have two small kids. So finding a lot of time for sex is difficult, but that is going to be the key. I think that in that they're maybe exacerbating the problem because they're not only trying to have successful sex, they're also trying to do it in a hurry. In a rushed way. In a rushed way. Right. So they they may benefit a lot from bringing in uh, parents, grandparents, somebody to watch the kids for a whole weekend so yeah. that they can go away. Doesn't every um, young parent with small oh, children benefit from well, that? Well, heck yeah. <laughs> um, but in this case, where they can have an extended time to see what works and what doesn't work. Exactly. Um, and it, if I've pressure. got this wrong, that you're saying you still have pain after long arousal, which is not how I read it, then I want you to go see a pelvic pain specialist. There's physicians out there who specialize in it around the country. We certainly have them here and start there. Awesome. Okay. All right. Next one. From Jeff. Jeff. Let's see. You often, you talk often about the pursuer being refused sex, which is my case going on 12 years now. That's a long time, Jeff. So I know that's uh, that's difficult there. Mm. I've expressed my feelings. It's not just sex, but affection, kissing, touching, etc. Um, and over and over, I've gotten promises of change. I pushed us to counseling, which didn't go very far. We gave up after six months of no progress. Last year was more the same. Sex four times and only when she decided it's time. The time I've pursued, it's brushed off with a laugh or a comment about being a pest. So at this point, I've shut down and pulled back. So my question is, how do I recover from that so that I can put my best effort forward? I'm hurt from all the rejection that I don't even want to be around, but leaving isn't an option in my mind because um, they have kids as well. And this is a tough situation because it sounds like he is trying to make some really good effort yeah. um, there. And he, he highlights just a couple of things that we've talked about before that I think for men in particular get missed in that it's not just about sex, right? Mm -hmm. It's about it's about that connection, um, that physical touch. And that he he's tried to change his pursuit a little bit and it's still not mm -hmm. it's still not working um, there. So the first thing I wonder about Lori is how he's making the ask, um, mm -hmm. how that how it's coming out for him. It sounds like he's kind of gotten into a, a a little bit of a panic state where that nothing's going to change. So I'm wondering about. I know he's 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 heard us talk about this a lot. So I would wonder about how that's coming out when he's asking mm -hmm. for sex and asking things to be different. Yeah, I think this is classic. Mm. I mean, I hear this every day of my clinical work. You know, I mean, it's so classic about what he's saying and how he's saying it. I'm sure it's resonating w with a lot of male sexual pursuers out there. So it's tricky, but 
again, what I would say to you, Jeff, is that most of the time this sexual disruption is dynamic. I know it feels like you're doing everything you can to care about her. You've offered to go to counseling. You're frustrated. And I I don't know if you heard him say this, but I think this is a frequent feeling. She decides when it's time. There's, There's this... Mm-hmm. residual anger about this feeling of being controlled and that, you know, she's the one who has all the control. Yeah. Uh, people often say that to me, you know, the the person who is the distancer has all the control in the relationship. But ironically, distancers usually feel like they have none of the control. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it's, this is dynamic. And I don't think that you've told us quite enough. I, I mean, um, we almost need to see you and your wife together to hear from her side of it what well, is happening. And he's asking here, too, about how to how do I recover from the feeling of being shut down so many times that I can put my best effort in. And the first thing I would say, Jeff, is try your best not to take this rejection personally. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it feels very personal to him, and I can understand why it's hard for it not to feel personal. Um, but... He, the, that shutdown feeling is a lot in part because it feels like an attack on him mm-hmm. and it feels like a rejection of him personally. Um, yeah. And if there's a way to see... And he's also taking the upper hand. Well, you've shut down. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to maybe gain back power by shutting down myself. I just won't need. Yeah. And now we'll see if you need anything. And that you that know? honestly is a surefire way for the relationship to be over, mm-hmm. right? Because they're both pulling away from each other at right. that point. Right. Um, and so, you know, Jeff, I think there's a lot of ways to just be honest and vulnerable. I think they need to get back into therapy. Um, and I hear this a lot that therapy did. Listen, if you if therapy is not working, if you went to therapy and you gave it six months and it's not working, you were not with the right therapist. Absolutely. Right? Not that your therapist was necessarily bad, but it wasn't the right one for you. Mm-hmm. So... When you go to therapy, like make sure you are trying like if if the therapist isn't working, if it's not a good fit, there is somebody else that's a good fit for you. Mm-hmm. Just don't give up on that portion. And he doesn't say he went and saw a sex therapist. That's true as or well. Or a person yeah. who has a specialty in sex or understands that. I mean, there are lots of couple therapists who never get around to sex. That's right. You know, or, or who <laughs> who never get around to talking about sex, yes. right? So I I guess I want to say one last thing to you, Jeff, and that is we feel your pain. I would say, again, I would reiterate what Adam has said. Go back, find somebody, call us. We work with this all the time. You know, we do consults across the country. I have people here who have appointments open. Adam has people who have appointments open. Please, please get the help that you need. Uh, Don't give up. We don't want you also sentenced and stuck oh. in a stymied marriage. Let me let me with say one more. Children. Let yeah, me say one go. more thing to okay. one more thing to Jeff too. Jeff, a lot of times when you don't know what to say, be honest in a kind and compassionate way. I think you he gets to say, listen, I don't know what to do here. This is a huge problem, and I don't want it to wreck our relationship. And I, we ha- I don't know what to do, but I feel like we need to do something. Like I think being honest in that way. It's saying this is this is too much for me, mm-hmm. um, and I need and I I know you're doing your best, but I don't know what to do here, mm-hmm. um, as a way to kind of springboard into getting the help mm-hmm. that you need there. Absolutely. All okay. Right, let's come back and we will do a couple more. Speaking with certified sex therapist Lori Watson from Awakening Center for Couples and Intimacy. 
Lori, what is an intensive? So an intensive is 12 to 14 hours of therapy all in one weekend. And it's a way to really make fast progress compared to weekly therapy. I mean, there's just so much more you can get done when you have a chunk of time. Overcome the challenges in your relationship and your sex life. Learn more about intensives and Awakening Center's other services at awakenloveandsex.com. At Matthews Counseling, we believe it is our job to come alongside you in whatever difficult challenges of life you are in and help you rediscover hope and to find the strength that you have to face those challenges. We strive to create a safe and comfortable place for you to explore who you want to be and identify the obstacles standing in your way. Oftentimes, the first step toward finding help is the hardest, but it can also be the bravest. Give us a call at 919-587-8018. Find us online at matthewscounseling.com. We look forward to working with you. Okay, we're back. And I just told Adam, I hope that Jeff realizes I I do understand and care about his situation. And I hope I wasn't too hard on him when I was saying that. Okay, next question. And Adam, you, you know, people too are so gracious in these emails and you're skipping over the way they thank us and say that they love our podcast and especially since I'm a writer on psychology today and I get trolls who say how horrible I am at every last turn it yeah. it does feel good to hear that we're making a difference out there yeah. okay don't, well don't uh I'm, I'm with you just don't read the trolls don't read the haters I, I gosh Hate, haters gonna hate Lori Haters, yeah. haters gonna yeah. hate. Steal panties. That's what my okay. that's what my mom always used to say. <laughs> okay, my significant other and I have been in a relationship for over five years, but he hasn't proposed yet. He's aware that marriage means a lot to me and has stated several times that he plans to propose, but hasn't yet. He said he wanted to have a ring on my finger by the end of the year, and that was three years ago. It's led to several fights in our otherwise very happy relationship. We have the same bank account lived together for four years, and recently bought a house together, yet he still doesn't seem to want to get married. I love him, and of course will remain in the relationship even if we don't get married. But I'm deeply concerned about the possibility of him never proposing. The last time I asked him about it, he said that he just hadn't gotten around to it yet, but would. And that was in April 2018. So we're in the 19s now. I'm worried there may be another reason why he hasn't proposed yet. <laughs> what are your thoughts and what do you think I should do? So. What are your thoughts, th- Adam? There's one line that stands out to me that I'm sure probably stands out to you. And it right. is the, of course, we'll remain in the relationship even if we don't get married. Yeah. So she's uh, in it. I'm, she's already told him. Uh, and it's gonna. she's not going to want to hear this. But if this is a deal breaker then it has to be a deal breaker. Then if the deal broke. If it's not, if it's not, then it's not important and you need to stop stop asking about it because yeah. you're going to stay either way. Yeah. Um, I, I think that women, in my experience, listen a lot more to men's words than they do to men's actions. Why is that? I don't know. It's like they do, though. I mean, I think men, and this is so freaking stereotypical, I don't know, but... It does seem like men look at the action and women listen to the words. And so if he says, I love you, I love you, I love you, but he doesn't act loving, you know, she's, yeah. she's, or he acts loving, you know, he's, he's like a great guy, but he doesn't say it very much. And she's still waiting for the words. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think there's some women that don't do that because they're, they say actions speak a lot. You got to show me, buddy. 
Um, yeah, okay, but you're I right. Think, I was but, too stereotypical. Well, but I think what I think do think is that this often comes up in, in relationships where I think more often women seem to want to cling to the relationship mm-hmm. and stay in it no matter what's happening. Mm-hmm. When even when the guy is disrespecting their their boundaries and their wishes, yeah. Um, and so I mean, this one, th- this guy is having difficulty committing. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to make it legal, and so there is some reservation in his heart about it. And no matter what he says, he's demonstrating he doesn't want to get married. Oh, and he's using other things um, to try to do a pseudo commitment, yeah. buying a house, um, being together for a long time, like it's. But there's something about the marriage that is holding him up. And so I think she has to determine how exactly important is is this to yeah. her. Yeah. I, I mean, and maybe he's not being honest. He's mm-hmm. not saying, you know, I want to be with you forever. Or I, I want to be with you, but I don't want to marry you. Or And she's believing him when he says, I want to marry you. I just, gosh, I just haven't found the time in three years mm-hmm. to make that proposal. Yeah. You know? So that that's not true. And, and that, to me, is a conflict. Why Why would we be in a relationship with somebody that we can't be honest with who's saying, I mean, I can imagine, you know, a partnership that is without the legality of marriage mm-hmm. that is deeply committed. Absolutely. Sure, absolutely. I think, but, I think one of the things that I would worry about is that eventually he will say yes. Eventually mm-hmm. he will do it. But then he will be saying yes to appease her mm-hmm. as opposed to doing something that he really wants to do. If he wanted to be married, he'd be married mm-hmm. by now at this point. And so my fear is that, because I've heard it before, eventually they're in one of our offices talking about the difficulties that they've had in, re- in relationship, and he'll say something like, well, I didn't even want to get married in the first place. Or she'll say it took him nine years to propose. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't, I can hardly forgive him for that. Yeah. You know, he she made me wait. So I have one great TV scene that I have never forgotten. I thought it was yep. the best scene ever. If you guys saw The West Wing, yep. did you I see love it? it? I love that like show. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, gosh. Favorite. So Donna, right, the hot yep. blonde, and she's in love with what's his name, the chief of staff. Yeah, I would have known his name if you hadn't, hadn't said that. Hadn't, okay, good. Uh, yeah, you're as, you're as memory problem as I am. That's awful. But yes, okay, the chief, so the, chief of staff. Anyway, okay, so she's in love with him the entire show, all 16 seasons or whatever it was. And finally at the end, you know, they get together. And and sorry, sorry, spoiler, spoiler alert, but they get together and they have wild sex in a hotel room. And you're just like, oh, my gosh, finally they've gotten together. This is awesome. And they come out and he hesitates. Like, she's like, okay, so, like, we're together, right? I mean, all these years that she's loved him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I don't know, you know. And she's like, what do you mean you don't know? And he's like, well, you know, I, I don't know what this means. And she said, you have two weeks. Uh, yeah. Yep. You know, it was the, the finest that. line ever. It was like, she just, no, you know, she knew he loved her. She loved him, she, but she wasn't going to dick her around with this idea of a lack of commitment. She, and it's just, it's like, I'm sure other women with me cheered and just said, yes, yeah. you know, you're, you're too good to, to take that. It's self-respect. You know, it's self-respect. It and she yeah. was like, no, I'm, I'm not going to play that game. You got two weeks. So yeah. I loved it. Yeah. So uh, good luck. Uh, we know that's a hard thing to hear, but know that the the pain of breaking up is going to be so much better 
than years of a bad marriage. Right. Right. It's it's so much better. Or a reluctant for, partner. Or a reluctant partner or somebody that is that's just going to cause a lot of pain and disruption down the road. So, or, or get him to be honest and say, it really. what I'm hearing is you want to be with me, but you do not want to marry me. You need to say that because I'm having trouble believing your actions. I need to hear those words. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the next one. So we got a couple that's writing in. Uh, they're both in their 60s. I am assuming here that it's the man that's writing in. He says, yes. we, we just don't make love uh, much anymore. She used to let me touch her all over, kiss all over breast, oral, etc. Um, last night she wanted to make love for the first time in a while, but did not want to be touched much. Kissed her breast once, and then she said that that was enough. Uh, just wanted me to penetrate. We do use lube, but I don't get as hard, so it's hard to get in sometimes when we don't do foreplay a lot. But that seems to be all that she wants to do. I asked her if we could do other things, but she did not want me to do that anymore. Uh, tried to ask why she is just okay just seems like she does not want to have an orgasm. So she doesn't touch him much. Yep. Um, doesn't give him any stimulation or much stimulation before penetration. She never gives oral sex. And I ask about every night if she wants to make love. And she just says, not now, maybe in the morning, but that never happens. We hug some before we go to sleep. So, okay, since you're listening, you know, hopefully you know you're a pursuer if you're asking every night. And I don't know why at 60 she doesn't want to do these things anymore or how long it's been. But you can tell that he wants to do a whole lot more than she does. But also, he's not kind of accepting her right now where she's at. I mean, a lot of women, I think, would want to have sexual intercourse for many reasons, um, maybe even not for orgasm, which I know is kind of incomprehensible to men. But maybe for her, she enjoys that closeness, wants to please him or wants to feel him inside, but, you know, is not like ready for whatever reason to be touched very much. And I know that this is not a very full expression, but I certainly think he should take her up on having sexual intercourse. He should use Viagra or one of the drugs, um, you know, Cialis, whatever, uh, sildenafil, basically, so that he can get harder and penetrate. I mean, the good thing about the, those drugs is they almost always work. So go ahead and try that. And, it, you know, it would be on a night that she asks for this, you know, or accepts this. Um, it doesn't really take that long for it to work, so don't waste the pills. But when it's her night and she says yes, definitely pop a pill and so that you are hard enough to penetrate because that seems to be what she wants. Yeah, I think, Lori, too, that I would suggest to them that if, if they have been married for a while, which it sounds like they have, because he's talking about how their sex life has changed over time, I wonder how they're, if she is less the sexual pursuer, maybe she's more the emotional pursuer, what their connection is like outside of the bedroom as well. How has that changed over time? Has he been less attentive to her? Is she feeling as connected to him as they used to? Have they checked in on their relationship in a while just to see um, now that they're in their 60s, how has their relationship changed? Yeah. It, is the is the way that he has pursued her emotionally maybe or pursued connection with her mm -hmm. the, the same as it was before? Um, right. Or has that changed? Is it different? But I'm guessing that he's not asking those questions. He's asking more of the sexual questions right? Um, rather than saying, how has she felt loved? How has she felt connection to him? Is that different than 
uh, when they were younger. Right. And Adam did a little censorship when he read this question. And yeah, I can I, 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 I love going. I probably should. I love I, that. It's insight. I think. Yeah. I th- I think it's what you're doing though is you're you're instinctively censoring in mm. a way that makes it um, maybe more acceptable. And if this gentleman says it in in a slightly more explicit but um, crasser way, mm-hmm. you know, she may be just like it may just fly in her face her sensibilities yeah so so um, what he said we we can talk about like we can yeah. talk about why i censored it so he said i asked if i could feel slash finger her um yeah. but she does not want to do that anymore um and partly why i censored it because i think it it that that way of talking about it is extremely disrespectful mm-hmm. um to, I, I mean I, I don't think it's just crude I think mm-hmm. it is. I think one of the indications that it might be is that he is treating sex in a, in a way that in a way, in the same way that he's talking about sex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's, there's something about it. Um, I I don't think of it as disrespectful. I think that people have language differences, and sometimes for some people that would be just fine, and that would mm-hmm. totally work. It might even turn her on. But my sense is right. She's avoidant. Mm-hmm. Um, she's backing up, and he's asking, 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 almost like her body is a toy and she's not willing to share the toy right that, now. That's what I mean by the, dis- yeah. by the disrespect. It's like, I, I think it's, it, the that, tone is off and you yes. can just feel it Yeah. when you, and, and I knew as soon as you censored it, you were feeling what I was feeling about it. Just there's something about this man who is missing it in terms of attunement with his more, um, yeah. you know, his wife who is turning away some of these issues, some of these sexual acts and yeah. things. And that's that's what I meant by disrespect, that he is treating her as a, as a toy rather than as a person. And I, I would assume that he's doing this unintentionally. I don't think he may be doing this right. intentionally. And for all we know, that was how they talked when they were kids, you Absolutely. know, at 18. Uh, but it's like she's a menopausal woman who's saying, oh, that just feels too juvenile or mm-hmm. too crass for me or something. And, and I would also say, you know, she is menopausal at 60, by and large, she's menopausal. And so a lot of the things with women when they reach menopause, the number one issue is how they feel about their body. I mean, he, he does sound like, to his credit, that he delights in her body. Yeah, absolutely. But but her self-image about her body may have changed. And she may be saying all kinds of things to herself, you know, like, I don't smell the same. I don't feel the same. My vagina is drier. I have different lubrication, Mm -hmm. you know, different discharge. I mean, uh, women go through all kinds of things about it. And so that may be the hang up. Again, I mean, I think, you know, if at all possible, find a gentle book. My book actually is not so, I mean, it uses kind of more gentle language. It's written for the Southern women down here with, you know, that are shy and anxious about sex. So wanting sex again, uh, that might be a place to start and it has questions in it. So, and I I don't mean to just pit my own work, but I think it is a good gentle voice. Yeah. I think it's important. And because he can get some other language about it. I think also he can ask her about how she wants to talk about it. Like what Mm -hmm. would, what's a good way for her to talk about it, how she wants to talk about it, um, what's helpful for her, what's not helpful for her and just be, try to be aware that maybe how he's communicating is part of the and challenge. And he's thing. asking every night. Yeah. Don't I do mean, that. I mean, don't do that. Like, wait two months and then have that conversation that Adam said. Mm-hmm. Don't ask every night. Don't ask at all. 
You know, I mean, right now you're in a delicate transition. And, and you know, we're pro-sex. We want you to have sex. But we also want you to resolve this dynamically. Okay. Thank you guys for writing in. We appreciate all the encouragement. You've been wonderful to us. Thank you so much. You can now call in your questions to the 4Play Question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-4PLAY. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. Hey, help us stay on top here at 4Play. We'd love it if you would subscribe and share it with your friends. And please take one sec and rate and review us. Thanks so much. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.